Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Happy New Year, everybody. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture. It is 2024. I hope you had a good ringing in of the new year so far. The celebration will continue, of course, today and tonight. And the readings today really are so appropriate for the beginning of the year. The, the, the church celebrates the Feast of Mary, the Mother of God. It's the octave of Christmas. It's also the World Day of Peace. And it's the new year. So the readings really tie together all these themes. Let's uh, put ourselves in the presence of the Lord and uh, delve into his word once again. I see your comments. Uh, thank you for the New Year's greetings. And uh, feel free to also leave your prayer intentions as we, um, as we continue in this time of prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you give us our lives in segments of days and years, and we return them to you filled with faithful service. And if we sin, we repent, and we are grateful for your forgiveness and the opportunity to start again. Let this be a day of starting again, a year, Lord God, where we keep the past in the past, we only carry the, the virtue that we gain from having learned of our weakness and of our total dependence on you, of having learned better what the occasions of sin are, what are the things that lead us into temptation. But leaving behind the shame and the guilt, we move forward with heads held high and faces radiant in the light of the blessing that you have already given us in Christ and that you intend to continue giving us and extending into every day, every hour of 2024. Bless us now as we read your word. May we understand it more deeply, live it more faithfully, and proclaim it more effectively through Christ our Lord. Amen. And one of you, Tim, is saying, praying for President Trump and his family, MAGA 2024. Yes, we are in an election year. This is a critically important part of our prayer intentions and of the victories that we need this year. A reading from the book of Numbers. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them, This is how you shall bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. So shall they invoke my name upon the Israelites, and I will bless them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's sing the responsorial psalm, May God Bless Us in His Mercy. May God bless us in His mercy. May God bless us in His mercy. May God have pity on us and bless us. May He let His face shine upon us. So may your way be known upon earth among all nations your salvation. 
May God bless us in his mercy. May the nations be glad and exult, because you rule the peoples in equity, the nations on the earth you guide. May God bless us in his mercy. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May God bless us, and may all of the ends of the earth fear him. May God bless us in his mercy. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians. Brothers and sisters, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to ransom those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. As proof that you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then also an heir, through God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And our Gospel reading today is from the Gospel of Luke. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. I say to you today, brothers and sisters, we will be blessed in 2024. We will be blessed as a nation, we will be blessed as a church, we will be blessed individually. God has allowed us to go through severe trials. We will be blessed in 2024. The readings give us confidence to say this because they establish that we have indeed already been blessed in a way that like those who listened to the shepherds relate the message they had heard out in the field in the middle of the night on Christmas, were amazed. See that verse here. All who heard it were amazed. Brothers and sisters, we are among those who are amazed. Part of being a faithful disciple of Christ, an aspect of being someone who really hears the word of the Lord, is to be amazed. If we are not amazed, maybe it's because we, we haven't really heard this message because the message is astonishing, that God has taken up His dwelling with us. Many people believe in God. Many people throughout human history have believed in God, but they think of Him as a far-off being. Now, of course, He is far off. You far go as far as you can go. You're still going to find Him. But He's not just far off. 
Don't lose the sense of the majesty of God. Don't lose the sense of how big He is. But don't lose the marvel, the mystery, the awe, the amazement that this God remaining as awesome and big and far as He is, filling the end to, from end to end of the universe and from eternity to eternity, nevertheless comes closer to us than we are to ourselves, becomes flesh and dwells among us, speaks to us in human language, appears to us so that we can see Him, touch Him, embrace Him, is God with us, Emmanuel, and becomes even a little baby so that He can be approachable by all because it is the Savior of all the people, which means not only all the people of that time, but all the people of all time. It's amazing. That this God who doesn't need us, loves us. That this God who doesn't need us, redeems us, even before we were able to ask for it. It is amazing. You know what would be a good New Year's resolution? Keep amazement daily. There's ways that we can preserve our amazement at the Word of God. Never let it become routine, to think about the truths of Christianity. Never let it become blasé. Be amazed each day. When you go into prayer at the beginning of the day, say to the Lord, Lord, amaze me again today. This is a great way to pray. And it's a great New Year's resolution that we would never let the faith become boring. Some people find the faith, the Mass, the worship, the scripture reading. Some people find it boring. It's because they let themselves get that way. Good New Year's resolution. Lord, I am going to let myself be amazed every day as if I were hearing the gospel for the first time. And what a great day to start doing that, the first day of the year. Clean slate, fresh calendar, blank page. Yes, we all have a past. Brothers and sisters, let the past stay there. Let it stay in the past. As I said in the prayer, we learn humility from our past failures. We don't let them drag us down today. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. What's amazing is what God thinks of human life. What's amazing is the basis for what is going to be a solid pro-life year of victory. Because it's amazing what God thinks of human life. That He unites it with Himself. That he, that, he, that he raises it up to His throne. That He gives us an eternal dwelling with Him. It's amazing what God thinks of human life. Of the poor, the sick, the unborn, the tiniest children. It's amazing. God Almighty cares about even that single cell that we all once were that constitutes a human life. Let us be amazed at human life and what God has done. What has He done? He has lifted us up. He has raised us up in Christ. He has already seated us in the heavenly places, Paul says. So we already have a victory now. We already have a participation now in the eternal life of God. But we still have to struggle in this world and we still have to die and, and, and rise again. We, we, we have to go through all these trials but we go through all these trials with one hand already on the prize. It's the already not yet paradox of the Christian life. 
And because God has already blessed us so powerfully in Christ, that he can say what he said in the first reading to Aaron, the priest, Aaron and his sons. He said, bless the people. We have this in the old covenant. We have it in the new covenant. Giving a blessing. We can all give blessings to one another. And it's, we're able to do that precisely because God has already unleashed the, 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 the treasure store of his blessings. It's flung the doors wide open. And so the Lord says, bless them in this way, and I will bless them. Invoke me and say, the Lord bless you and keep you. And we look at this reading and we say it to 2024. And we say it to all the people that will be in our lives in 2024. And we say it to all the places we will be, all the tasks we will have to do, all the sufferings we will need to endure, all the, the tasks we, we, will, we will need to accomplish. We say it now in advance Let's stretch out our hands and stretch forward our minds to 2024 and say this, these words again. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. Those are the words we say now over this new year. And why can we say them with confidence? Understand something. It's not just a wish. Everybody's giving each other good wishes today, and, that's, and, and rightly so. But even people who don't have too much faith, they can wish. Hey, I wish you a good year. We've got something more. We've got these words of blessing that God has commanded us to say, and that He has commanded us to say because He's already blessed us. He's already thrown open the treasure chest of his, of his, his blessings. He's already raised up human life to His throne. Paul says, if God has given us His own Son, how will He not give us all good things besides? That's why we can make a New Year's resolution, not because we're strong. We know that we're weak. We know we make resolutions and then we break them, but that's not a reason not to make them. That's a reason to make them. Because we've got to keep improving. We've got to keep growing. You don't say, oh, I broke my resolution, therefore I'm not going to improve anymore. No, if you broke your resolution, that means you got to work even harder. We don't stop trying to become better. We don't stop yearning to be blessed. We have the blessing already. God says, call on it. Draw on it. Put the, the bucket into the, into the river because the river is not going to stop flowing. Open up your hearts. To the spirit that I've poured out on you, the Lord is saying in these blessings. And he says, I will give you peace. Today is the world day of peace. The new year begins by thinking of peace. What is it? It is the right relationship between us and God between us and one another, between us and creation, and between us and ourselves. The right relationship. Not one of abuse, manipulation, disrespect, but one of awe, reverence, welcome, gratitude, protection, service, union, blessing. What is the right relationship supposed to be? Between us and God. We renounce sin. We serve Him. We cry out, as the second reading told us, Abba, 
Father. The reason we cry out and call the Almighty God of the universe Father, we don't dare to do that. You know, in the, in the, in the Mass, the Latin, before we say the Our Father, the Latin literally says, we dare to say, audemus dicere, we dare to say Our Father. It's daring to call God Our Father because He's the infinite God. He doesn't owe us anything. He's the eternal spirit, all-powerful, almighty judge and ruler of the nations. Who are we to call him Father? We're mere human creatures. He's divine. We call him Father because he tells us to. We call him Father because he sends his spirit inside of us. The spirit is saying it and he sends his spirit in us. He calls us Father because he raises us up to a life that never ends. He calls us Father because he's made us his sons and daughters. That's the blessing. And that's why we can say over 2024, the Lord bless you and keep you and give you peace. Because peace comes first of all from the right relationship that we have with God. And therefore that we have with one another. The rights of each person, starting with the youngest and the smallest, those little children in the womb, are to be respected. This is right relationship, justice. That's the only basis for peace. There can be no peace when human rights are being violated. So we look at the things going on in the world. Let's be careful that we don't trivialize peace. Some people trivialize peace and they equate it with, oh, well, there's no war and there's no guns being shot. And some even go so far as, oh, well, there's no guns being owned, you know, uh, crazy ideas like that. No, peace, that's, that's just, they're, to, they're looking at the effects, they're not looking at the causes. People will say, no more war, don't, don't, peace means no more war. And it's not exactly what it means. Peace means no more injustice. No more oppression. No more violation of people's rights. As soon as there's violation of people's rights, then people have a right to defend those rights. And they have a duty to defend one another. So we can say no more war of aggression. No more war if by war you mean somebody lashing out against somebody else, killing somebody else without any justification, trying to take away what rightfully belongs to somebody else, committing an act of terror, committing an act of abortion. That baby didn't do anything wrong. No more aggression, no more injustice. But once aggression has has been carried out, Are we to say, peace, peace, I won't fight back? Peace, peace. Somebody's destroying everything I love, everything I own, every body that I love. Somebody's destroying and attacking. Peace doesn't mean passivity. I don't understand how some people who are otherwise so well-versed in things moral, spiritual, and religious get this wrong so much. They think of peace as passivity. Oh, no, 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 no. Peace is not the same as no fighting. Sometimes fighting is exactly the way we get to peace. And so I I, I say this about 2024. 
This is going to be turbulent. We're at a crisis point in our nation. Freedom is under direct assault. The foundations of our nation, and many of you from the other countries share so many of the values on which our nation was founded, these things are under direct attack, unprecedented attack. They've always been under attack in some way, shape, or form, but now it's an unprecedented, systematic attack, an effort to eradicate these values from our public and private lives. It's a fight of tyranny trying to reimpose itself. We are at a crucial point in our church. Confusion reigns. We don't have to attribute bad motives to anybody. God is going to judge that. But we can see confusion when we see it. We can tell what it is. We know what the faith is and we know what the faith isn't. So we're at a crisis point, both in the church and in the nation. To resolve it, we're not going to be able to just sit back and do nothing. Sit back and pray because we want peace. No, we fight. When the Lord says here, invoke my name and say, may the Lord give you peace. The answer to that prayer is that we stand up and fight against evil. The peace was lost, not when we stand up and fight. The peace is lost when the evil one takes aggressive action against us. Look at what's happening over in Israel. Peace is not lost by anything that Israel does. Peace is lost when those monsters, those terrorists, make their attack. You're not supposed to then just sit back and do nothing. May the Lord give you peace. May He give you the strength to fight for justice. May He give you the strength to speak up for truth. See, here's the other thing. Just like people think that, like, again, using Israel as an example, just because they're fighting against Hamas, they accuse Israel of, of violating peace. They're not violating peace. They're working to restore peace because they're working to restore justice because they're working to get rid of those who have a commitment to injustice and to evil and to violence. So it is in the realm of, of, of truth. You've got people that go around making it a point, making it a point to spread falsehood and to foster confusion. Then you and I stand up and we speak truth. And then we're the bad guys because we're fostering division. We're creating division. Cardinal Burke, for example, whom I've known for decades, from the time he was bishop in lacrosse, he speaks up for, for clarity, for truth, for the faith that's always been handed on and understood by believers throughout the world and throughout the centuries. And people say, oh, well, he's dividing the church. What nonsense is that? He's speaking truth. It's those who speak falsehood that divide. It's those who depart from the faith who are dividing. It's those who sow confusion who are dividing. And then when you speak up against that confusion, when you shine the light into that darkness, when you bring clarity into confusion, you're accused of being divisive? Oh, no, 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 no. No, don't let them get away with that. Enough is enough. This new year, we're not going to tolerate that anymore. Friends, let me put it this way. 
We will be blessed in this new year because we're waking up. That's why we'll be blessed. We're not going to be blessed by lying back and saying, Oh Lord, this bad, these troubles have gone on long enough. Would you please finally bless us? No. He's already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. He's given us the truth and He's given us the strength to fight for it. Here's how we will be blessed. And here's how we will get to peace. We will stand up and we will say no more to this evil, confusion, abortion, political violence, tyranny, enough. We will stand up. We will speak up. We will organize. We will get active. We will get into the voting booths. We will bring others into the voting booths. We will teach the faith. We will pass on the faith to our children. We will rebuke error. We will rebuke sin. We will intervene and stop babies from being dismembered by abortionists. We will defeat these abortion on demand amendments being proposed in various states. We will rise up. We will speak up. We will stand up. We will fight. We will support those who are fighting against terrorism right on their own soil, in their own streets, our friends over in Israel. They're not the ones doing the violence. They're fighting the violence. They're not the ones disturbing the peace. They're preserving peace. We'll bring about political leadership in our country and in other countries. Leadership that actually knows the meaning of freedom, the dignity of life, Brothers and sisters, this is how we come to peace. This is how we invoke the Lord's blessing on the nation and on ourselves. This is how it works. Understand something. The other side, those who are attached to abortion and tyranny, those who, who know nothing of freedom, care, couldn't care less about religion, and are confusing people to no end, these enemies of ours, and they're not enemies, we don't, we don't make enemies ourselves. Other people make themselves our enemies, and so we have no choice. The fact is, we have enemies. They do not understand anything except action. Understand what I'm saying. You and I have the right arguments. We have the right understanding of all these things. We understand our faith. We understand the pro-life message. We, uh, who are American citizens, we understand what our citizenship means. We understand what our nation was founded on. We understand our declaration and our constitution. We understand all these things. And we can explain all these things. And we need to be explaining all these things. But the other side, those who are actually doing the evil, trying to tear apart the nation, trying to impose abortion on demand and all these other evils, friends, they don't respond to our rhetoric. And they don't care that they look hypocritical. They don't care what they look like. They don't care that they're turning people off. They, they really don't care. And they don't care what we're saying. We can say all the things that we say. They don't care. The other side, you wonder why we made so, progress is so slow. Why do we keep going around in circles on so many issues? Because the other side doesn't care what we have to say. The only thing they care about is when we do like they do and take action. Now, our action is shaped by morality. Our action isn't violent, but sometimes it can be and must be forceful. Forceful is not the same thing as violent. 
Our action can be aggressive. Aggressive is not the same thing as violent. You can aggressively speak up for the truth. You can aggressively make plans this year to mobilize voters to get out in front of those abortion facilities to, 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 to intervene for those babies. We're going to do it together. I'm not asking you to, you know, you don't have to make up brand new things, go back to the drawing board. Together we're going to do this. But brothers and sisters, the other side understands only one thing. When they look and they see us fighting back, and we're actually doing things that cut in to their agenda and stop them in their tracks. In the political world, what do they understand? They understand when we, we turn out the votes. They say, uh-oh, those people are doing something. This is how 2024 has to unfold. It has to. Because we've gotten to an unprecedented crisis point in the church and in the nation, you know this as well as I, and we're all committed here today to saying, yes, we will be blessed because we will speak up and stand up and work like we've never done before, and we will achieve the victory. It won't be us on our own power because it's the Lord who said, speak these words of blessing over them. It's He working through us. Happy New Year. That's my message to you today. That's our agenda. Let's move forward into it with confidence. And let's now turn back to the Lord in prayer. Father, you, you give us a new year. You give us blessing. You give us the example of Mary welcoming new life. She was a mother before she gave birth. She was a mother when she said yes to your invitation and your plan and your word that she would be the bearer of the life of the world. We, we, we pray for every pregnant mom. We pray for every unborn child. We pray for every one of our fellow citizens and all the nations to which we belong. We pray for our church, for the leaders of our church, for the preachers of the word. Lord, we pray that this year, more than ever, we will wake up, our fellow citizens will wake up, our fellow believers will wake up, and we will not just wake up, but we will speak up and act up, understanding that the other side cares nothing about our words, only about our actions. Lord God, may we be faithful in word and in action, to the mission you have given us to extend your blessing, a blessing we've already received, but of which you want us to receive more and more and more. Give us peace that is not simply the absence of war or aggression, but that is the absence of injustice and violence. Bless us, Lord, with the, the determination to fight against evil, to be as forceful as we need to be. And now, Lord God, we say over our families, we say over our nation, we say over our church and our world, we say over every day and every moment of 2024, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with kindness and give you peace. We pray as Jesus taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And on this feast of Mary, the mother of God, let us pray now. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. One last thought. Are you ready to walk together through every day of this new year with all of us who are gathered here right now? with me, with my ministry, with my team at Priests for Life. We need you. We need each other. Let's commit today that we will walk together as an army of God, that we will walk together as the body of Christ, that we will walk together as the pro-life movement, that we will walk together as as a political movement like our nation has never seen. We've started this new year together Let us commit today that we will walk together because I need you. My team and I, we've got lots of plans and projects and ideas that we're very convinced are going to make a difference, but we need every one of you. Let's commit today. Will you stand with me? Will you walk with me? Will you march with me? Will you fight back with me against these evils? Will you take a determined stand with me? Let us go forward together into 2024, every single day together, until we get accomplished the great mission that God Almighty Himself has laid out for us. I'm looking forward to it. So is my team. And I'm going to uh, play you a a little clip here from Dr. Alavita King uh, asking for your, your support in this new year. Uh, She's been with us for so long, and she's going to be with us throughout this year as well as we get done what has to be done. God bless you. Have a wonderful day today. Let it be a day of celebration. Uh, Get rested up and uh, re-energized and refreshed. God bless you, your family, your friends, and uh, we will talk to you again tomorrow. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, prolifegift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or 
to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.